What's up, everybody? This is TJ Reed, and you are listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. We are on a mission to help you develop consistency, a thriving career, and to find company for the journey as a leader. Join us and leaders from over 300 cities around the world as we now dive into Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Leads, your healthy dose of leadership. I am your host, TJ Reed, and I am excited to be with you here again today. This is episode 173, Don't Put All Your Eggs in One Basket. I'm sure you've heard it, heard of this kind of phrase. Uh, it's, it's really like a variation of what started out as an Italian or a Spanish idiom, um, in our literature it show, first showed up in the novel Don Quixote. And <clears throat> basically what it means is you risk losing it all if it's dependent on one idea or plan. Right? Makes sense. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You trip. <laughs> you lose control of the basket. Somebody steals the basket. You're going to lose all the eggs that you have. So variation, things like that. Really, like when you think about it, COVID and the last year really dropped the basket for many businesses. And even outside of COVID, I would say that a lot of times extinct businesses were often one basket businesses who didn't learn how to create new baskets. The fact is, is there's all sorts of people that are getting angry about dying businesses out there. But where are the people getting angry about one basket thinking? Right? We should be challenging the stores, the businesses that we frequent to have more than one basket thinking. Those are the ones that we enjoy, those sorts of things. A couple examples for you. Movie theaters, right? They're angry that Disney now offers new releases on Disney Plus the same day as the theater opening. Same thing with HBO Max. Their first 30 days, they're offering it on their platform uh, as part of that. And the theaters obviously are angry because they've had this model that for decades has allowed them to have exclusive access to those initial releases. But what Disney and HBO Max are saying is this world is changing and people feel comfortable or less comfortable going to theaters or anything like that. And so we want to make sure that we're offering a variety of ways for them to access this content. Kind of funny example. My wife and I, we went to a movie theater for the first time uh, since everything started to open up and we went to go see the new Fast 9 movie this last weekend. What's funny is an hour into the movie, the whole electricity in the movie theater goes out and we can't finish the movie. We're given a refund to come back and stuff like that. But it's disappointing. It's frustrating. Uh, You know, an experience like that, even though I know that like those experiences are rare, still made me go, eh, I don't know that I want to go back to a theater that often. I would much rather watch it on my streaming uh, channel of choice uh, from the comfort of my home, being able to pause it and go to the bathroom when I want to instead of having to 
have the weird person walk in front of me six times to get out and get popcorn and all of those sorts of things. Um, it's, it's changing. Right. And so, um, I guess my question for that is like, are theaters going to die gripping onto their one basket of tickets and popcorn sales, or are they going to pivot and find new ways? I read a really interesting article about how Cinemark theaters is actually looking to pivot and make their theaters into esports arenas. And I think that's brilliant. I mean, that's what they say. That's the future that like, we're not going to necessarily watch people uh, like professional football or something like that on TV. Like that, like the future Kids nowadays, they're watching people do these esports, these video game sports, and things like that, um, much more frequently, whether it be on YouTube or live or whatever. And so that's the future. Right? Somebody like Shaq invested huge into esports recently, and so you can you can just see some of that is going that way. And so. What a brilliant move by Cinemark to say we have all of this stadium seating. This is something that's an emerging trend. Let's invest here and let's become the place that people will come to for esports. We've got these places around the country. Why not make that happen? That's brilliant. I I work in higher education. And, you know, if you've been following higher education at all since the 2008 recession, um, facing a lot of challenges, uh, out there. But when the pandemic hit, the people that used to do classes exclusively face-to-face had to quickly pivot to online or virtual education with their people. What surprised me the most is over the last couple of months, hearing some of those schools say, well, we were on campus and face-to-face before the pandemic. And as soon as it's over, that's what we're going back to. That's what we're going to be known for. And I'm saying, man, that's that's dangerous, putting all of your eggs in one basket with that, with as much as the world is changing and needing to be flexible and convenient for people. You, you can do that. Or you could do something like what Southern New Hampshire is doing. They know that when an 18-year-old goes to college, they want the experience of living with their friends and like having that taste of freedom and stuff like that. But what they're doing is they're offering a deeply discounted degree at $10,000 uh, for the student to uh, do their classes online, but, but still be able to live on campus, kind of have that quote-unquote college experience. And that's smart because it's a, it's a mix of things. It's a best of both worlds, uh, and it's finding what actually is the student interested in and how can we meet them where they're at so that if they did want to backpack to Europe for two weeks, they could still do their online classes but still have those experiences. It's the same thing that businesses are going to have to pivot to in the future is this reality that people want the combination and the flexibility of both options, being able to see some of their colleagues face to face, but when they need it or they need to get away, that they'll also be able to work from a distance and still be effective and successful in their job. Think about if Amazon, when they first opened, if they would have just stayed as an online bookstore, they'd basically be (laughs) Barnes and Noble today, right? Uh, Just not diverse enough and having a dying rotten eggs in their basket, right? The fact is, is that the future is flexible. The future is multi-basketed. 
So I would challenge you today as you begin to think about um, your business and where you're going and what you all are doing, think about how you can weave new baskets before you lose all of the eggs that are in your one basket. Find ways to be flexible and find new ventures that can help to diversify the baskets of eggs that you're creating out there. Uh, And you'll be prepared, right? Um, I think that was like a John Wooden quote, the future comes to those who prepare for it, right? And so um, that's your job. That's your job is to prepare for it. And we're living in a world that's multi-basketed. So think about that today. Take some time to brainstorm with your colleagues today about how you can be a multi-basketed business because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. And this increasingly volatile and complex world that we're all facing together. Thank you for listening today. Stay healthy leaders. And I look forward to talking to you real soon. Bye-bye.